Love that shirt. It's so fire. I love it. It's so comfy, too. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to one of the final player profile and projections brought to you by the Shea Station. Guys, that's Jerry. I'm Jolly. And we have a very important PPP for you guys today. One of the two aces of the team. It's Jacob DeGrom time. Uh, uh, today, I am Jerry, but I am also Jolly. Mm. Because we got some, you know, decent news about Scherzer and his hammy, and he seems like happy to go. We'll find out more when he does a fielding test. But I get to talk about Jacob DeGrom, even though he is on the shelf for the foreseeable future. Uh, I love to talk about how good he is and how much I enjoy his ridiculous ability to throw a baseball. Yeah, for those listening who probably just listened to our Tyler McGill and David Peterson episode, we now have the confirmed news that DeGrom is on the shelf for the foreseeable future. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. We're also going to be talking about how good, how stupidly good Jacob DeGrom is as well. Before we get to all that, we got to tell you about the sponsor, for today's video, which is Manscaped. Ladies and gentlemen, baseball is back and we're sliding into home plate this spring with freshly shaved balls. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right. We're, we're smoother than Trey Turner's slide after a partnership with Manscaped. The global leaders in below the waist grooming are helping men take care of their baseballs because chicks don't only dig the long ball, but also clean balls. Join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SHEA. They have the full package to help you out this season. The performance package 4.0, something that I use personally. Checks every box and is the five tool star you've been searching for your ball club. To start it off, the lawn more 4.0 trimmer is getting hyped as the Mike Trout of trimmers. This is an amazing ad copy, <laughs> by the way. And after using it, your confidence level will be sky high in and out to get the job done in just a few minutes. Something that Rob Manfred can't say about anything. These guys deserve like a Pulitzer Prize or something like that. We also got the weed whacker in here. Tons of skin safe technology to prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate places. Rumor has it that one of the league's biggest issues during the lockout was legalizing the use of ball deodorant and ball toner for players. But luckily, that's no longer an issue. You won't get kicked out <laughs> of the league for using Manscaped's best tools. All of this comes in the Performance Package 4.0, and you guys can get that for nice and cheap, 20% off with free shipping if you use the code SHEA at manscaped.com. Don't miss out on this opportunity, and thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring today's PPP. Code Shea. I like it. Good Love bravo Coach to you for that and also to their their writers or whoever put that together. They're just making me look good, man. I legitimately couldn't hold back a little bit of laughter <laughs> when you split into home with clean balls or freshly shaven balls. Uh, I think it was great that we had that ad on today's episode because there there is some serious things to talk about with Jacob yeah. DeGrom. You know, it's not a light episode like we originally had hoped it would be when we planned out the calendar. I'm still going to keep it light, Jolly. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Love it. That's what we there's, need There's today. fact. And then there's also still, there's, you know, fact about he, him being injured. Yep. But there's also a fact that he is still the best pitcher on the planet. Um, there's some issues with him coming into age 34 season. Obviously, there's a lot of negatives and negative attitude right now around it it's tough it's a big loss it still sucks I, I'll, I'll randomly just be like damn you know we're not going to be able to watch him for for a while um it doesn't change the fact that he's amazing and it doesn't change the fact that we can talk about 
you know, how we can project. There's there's some issues with with innings and games started, and, and we'll cover that later. But he's still head and shoulders. You know, we signed Scherzer, and we'll talk about him uh, at another episode. But DeGrom is, like, here. Then Max Scherzer, who's a guaranteed Hall of Famer, is here. Like, there's a gap on ability. It's wild. I mean, we are – we just were able to witness – perhaps the best half season of any starting pitcher ever. I mean, DeGrom was on pace to maybe have the best starting pitcher season ever if he stayed healthy the whole run of the way. Last year, he threw 92 innings, but they were some of the best innings of baseball that I got to witness. To just rattle off his little leaderboard here, uh, minimum 90 innings pitched from last year, 1.08 ERA, first in MLB, 0.55 whip, first in MLB, 1.24 fielding independent pitching, first in MLB, 45% 45% strikeout percentage, first in MLB, 3.4 walk percentage, first in MLB, 128 batting average against, first in MLB. There was quite literally no one that was even in the stratosphere of Jacob DeGrom last year. And if you're a Mets fan listening, you already know about how good DeGrom is, but it goes back even further than that. I mean, since 2017 or 2018, this guy has been practically untouchable compared to every other major league pitcher besides maybe Garrett Cole, who's the only person that led him in strikeout percentage in that four-year window. So yes, it's a seismic loss for the Mets, obviously, but the 2022 Mets are well-prepared for this because of the addition of Max Scherzer. This team last year did not know how to handle losing to ground. There was nobody that could possibly replace that production. And like you said before, Scherzer is, you know, a little bit below DeGrom, but he's still a guaranteed Hall of Famer and has started so many opening days in a row, has been the ace on every staff that he's been on practically for the past 10 years. So I'm still feeling good about this 2022 Mets team. Like we, we legitimately, in my view, have the best two pitchers in the game. They are both older. Um, They are both you know, have huge question marks as far as health goes, even though Scherzer's kind of unfair to think of him as, as a lack of health, which we'll cover later. Sure. But they're the best two pitchers. I mean, you could make an argument for Garrett Cole, but uh, outside of that, like these, these are your guys, you know, Walker Bueller is still kind of coming into his own, you know, whatever the case may be. Verlander's coming off Tommy John. Corbin Burns had a really good year, but like, I want to Burns, see more. But in a short, like a such smaller amount. Like they're, he's just asked to do the, the least. These two guys, especially Scherzer, are workhorses. And DeGrom, you know, I, I looked at DeGrom's half season and how good it was in context. And we talk about it with starters. Um, his whip last, his whip, in that and that half season 92 innings last year was 0.554 like that is absurd 3.9 hits per nine innings yeah you know I, I was thinking about that that's a lot of innings to throw and I think about it as a reliever myself to compare to what he did to other relievers like in a short amount of season so uh, before I even say this this is different yeah, Grom did this as a starter, meaning he's facing hitters three times every game. So it's even harder what he did because relievers come in, whether you're throwing one inning or multiple innings, you're still only facing those guys once. And anytime a hitter faces a pitcher for the second and third time, the advantage goes to the hitter. Um, so I wanted to, you know, I think about Eric Gagne's season with the Dodgers when he won the Cy Young, Mm -hmm. uh, he was perfect. He had like 55 saves. So he went 82 and a third innings, 10 less innings, 37 hits, which is 
and it hits 0.9 is actually above 4.0 versus DeGrom's uh, under four. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had 137 strikeouts and Jake had 146 strikeouts. Now strikeouts per nine, I think he got him 14.3 versus 15, but it's also facing one, you know, three guys at a time. Uh, his ERA, the year he won it was 1.2 in 82 innings. He won, This guy won the Cy Young as a reliever with a 1.2 ERA, 55 saves. Jacob Gram threw 10 more innings, had a 1.08, a lower whip. Like it was just, it's what everything that he did is he still finished ninth in the Cy Young award, which is insane. It's insane. I so. think that maybe if he gets like five more starts and gets to like 120 innings, there's a real shot that he just wins the award because of how I think it's, I think if he gets over, I mean, what, what did Burns, what did he throw? Burns threw about, I think, 170 to I'm going to look it up real quick. And I, I want to use that reliever analogy that you used before. We always fawn over how good Aaron Loop was last 167 year. 167 innings. Yeah, so that's a good number, I think, honestly. That's like a standard yeah, no, it's not. modern. Not for a Cy Young winner. In modern my view, that's personal. Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, Loop, when he practically let nobody on and got out of every jam last year, that was a 0.94 whip, just to put a gauge on how ridiculous 0.55 is comparatively. It's, 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 it's absurd. Like what he was doing last year was frustratingly amazing to not see it ever happen. You know what I mean? To not see more of it. And I think that's, this, this is the thing. Like I always talk about DeGrom being his teammate and, you know, starting in 2015, but when he really stepped up in 2018, watching him pitch every fifth day, was a it's a highlight of my career because I got to see the best baseball player on the planet doing a, his job on a day-to-day basis and it was it's it's unbelievable and then you know injuries the shortened season um you know the the covid season I think this is the the I think this is the genesis of all his ailments that are happening now because of the the lack of work did you know whatever happened that robbed him of you know if he finishes that season that robbed him of a third straight Cy Young we wouldn't have to talk about Trevor Bauer ever again you know would be nice which I would be okay with um but his prime is better than anything I've ever seen you know like Pujols had an unbelievable run as an offensive player his 10 years in St. Louis were catastrophic like uh, like like on a level you know you had you had Kershaw what he did as as a young starter with the Dodgers whatever the case may be the Grom what he's doing in this window still even though he's hurt and it's frustrating if you look at it take a step back and look at it at at a macro level it's still astounding we're still witnessing history and we might still witness it this year. I feel like a lot of Mets yeah. fans, you know, the sky is falling because we he, were confirmed to not see him for at least the first four weeks of the season. It is a right scapula injury, but the best part about it is scapula scapula. You know, I was going to brush past it and then you just, went I'm right not going to let on. that slide. I'm not going to let man. that slide. It's messed up, but uh, no damage to the muscles, tendons, or ligaments. It's simply waiting for a bone to heal, which is encouraging because it's basically just on DeGrom's body to heal himself. The best case scenario seems to be a June 1st return. That's sort of the consensus around the league right now. 
Um, but I mean, what I saw from the 2022 steamer projection was actually very encouraging to me. They still have him at 19 games started, 114 innings pitched, a 2.57 ERA, 0.93 whip. That's still a large chunk of the season. And if you get a full year out of Max Scherzer, which is back on the table now, I think these 2022 Mets are still in contention to be easily the best rotation in the league. I do as well. I think, you know, if you get, if he, if he misses, if he's back June 1st and Scherzer's healthy and Bassett's healthy, and I think they're still the best rotation. I, I think hands down, I think DeGrom, if he's back June 1st, still has a legit chance at winning the Cy Young. Yeah. So a quote that we got from a uh, Newsday here uh, from DeGrom himself says, uh, structurally, everything looks fine. So once the bone heals, we'll be ready to go and build up from there and hopefully be healthy for the rest of the year. So DeGrom obviously is frustrated. There's no question in that at all. But I think that like this, weirdly enough, is kind of the best case scenario. Things could have been a lot worse with this kind of injury. So hopefully it's a speedy recovery. Hopefully four weeks is the minimum and we get to see DeGrom still in the first half of the season, which would be a huge win for Mets fans. Yep, I agree. Uh, the, these I don't know. So we're, we're talking projections here. I want to, there's a little bit. So with this stress reaction, I think this is the same thing that Zach Wheeler dealt with. Uh, and he, he had his, in his, in his humorous bone right. when he was coming back off his first full season. And it was just like what you're doing as a throwing a baseball, so unnatural to your body. And at that level and throw, letting him throw so long is going to, it's like creating these little miniature fractures. And so the stress reaction is a basically a tiny little breaks in your bone and then it heals up stronger. And so the fact that it, it's going to get it a chance to heal up is good. Uh, I played with Brandon McCarthy who dealt with the same exact thing often. I think it happened to him five times in his career. So that's a little bit scary as far as re-aggravating it. Again, I am not a doctor. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm only going off of my very minuscule amount of experience with things that I think might be similar. Um, and so I think there's, you know, a lot of possibilities of him waiting a little bit longer than that to properly heal it up, let it heal itself. Like a bone is when you break a bone, you're never supposed to be able to break it in the same spot again, because of the calcification of the bone gets stronger than it ever was in that area. And so that's, you know, if you let it heal, Hopefully it's never going to happen again. So that's, that's the whole Jerry Blevins PhD right there. I love that. Oh, what was, no, no. What was that word to use? Calcification? That is not a PhD. Wow. I will never claim that. Um, I'm a college dropout. A la Kanye <laughs> West. Um, but I do have some experience with guys, similar issues. You know, it's, it's a, it's a weird one because. And again, it could, I don't know. I, I just I just know that there it's still a little bit of sensitive area, but I expect him to bounce back. So do you want to do? Let's just hop right into the over unders here. Before we do that, uh, for Mets fans that still have the Mets in their World Series prediction this year, with the good news we've received, we got a special event to tell you guys about with our buddies over at Talking Baseball. As most of you know, if you're a John Boy Media fan, on March 31st of last year, Trevor Plouffe made his World Series prediction via Twitter, and it was exactly correct with the Braves going over the Astros 
shows in six games. The story picked up national attention and earned millions of views on social media. So naturally, we got to do it again and make a huge show of it. So tonight at 6.30 p.m. on the Talking Baseball YouTube, they're going live from the DraftKings Lounge at the John Boy Media headquarters. Trev's coming in via stream, and he's going to announce his prediction again. I hope that the Mets are included because, you know, I'm a little biased there as well, but uh, it'll be live on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as well immediately, immediately after the announcement. So guys, 6.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern time. Check out Talking Baseball's YouTube and don't miss that stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. This now, is a it's a this huge is how, This is like the Braves over Astros in six, like prediction. The in six is what got on me. Trevor Plute. Like it's beautiful, man. Yeah. I I'm excited to tune in and, and see what he's got in store. There's a lot of pressure on him to repeat yeah. near impossibility. It's a near impossibility. Um, but I am pulling for him, especially if he, like I did, I still pick the Mets. You can see my SNY like predict projections. I still oh. had the Grom in there. Yeah. I, I think I pulled the Grom out of winning the Cy Young. I, they didn't, you know, give us a whole lot of leeway to change. And I wasn't ready to commit one way or the other. Um, I mean, that is an interesting question, though. What's that? Like, if DeGrom gets to 120 innings pitch and he has a similar year to last year, like, does he weasel his way into Cy Young contention? Like, maybe. Very possible. Well, maybe. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for for Ploofy. Talking baseball, those guys are awesome. So, if you like us and, you know, the Mets podcast, uh, John Boy guys are, are incredible. If you haven't, you know, most of the guys are – or most of the fans kind of listen to a little bit of everything. But the Talking Baseball crew is awesome. Well, I got one over under here. I'm pretty sure we might have the exact same one. It's, you know, you don't think so. Okay. That's I don't good. know. I okay. mean, we might, but go ahead. It's health-based obviously because. So is mine. Okay. So mine is over under on game started. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, I knew. All right, come on. We had to have the same one, but it's an important one to have. I feel like if we're ever going to be unified on one, it needs to be with Jacob DeGrom over under mine is 15.5 games started. 15 was the number from last year. Can DeGrom pitch more than he did last year? Because in my mind, even though it's not ideal, that is a win for Mets fans. If he can get over, if we can get over a hundred innings of DeGrom, it's not what you want, but for this 2022 Mets team, it's what they need. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to vote first. Okay. You had, what was the over under? It's at 15.5 games. 15.5. Okay. I'm going to take the over. I yeah. had mine set at 18.5 because all the projections, the lowest they have is 19. Mm. And I was going to take the under on 19. And so that was a little bit uh, scary for me there. But if you, you, I'm going to take the over on yours. I'm going to take the over as well. I think 19 would have been pushing it for me as well, because we don't know what the future. We holds just don't, for we don't know. There's no way to know, but I think, Obviously, we're an optimistic pod. That's just our moniker. That's how we go. But I think that getting more games than last season, that's the general goal I want to hit here. I mean, we can't shoot for the stars anymore. We're already missing them for four to six to eight weeks. Like, no one really knows. But if you can get DeGrom for four months of a six-month regular season and have him in the playoffs, I think that's a victory. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring a brand-new spot on over under here wow so looking last year he made 15 starts through 92 innings finished ninth in the Cy Young so okay. my over under is will he finish at 9.5 or up if you go take the over he's going to be in the top nine again in Cy Young voting what do you got I like this one this is a good cherry on the spot over under I gotta say I mean you know nice I, I do one. my best here you know uh, on the you put the 
the pressure on me. That's when I shine and like a I, diamond. So I want to check out his uh, Sion history. Obviously, we know that he's won a pair of them. Um, I want to see. So I, I'm the basis here is that if he gets about, you know, 16 starts, that's about 100 innings. Um, so he's pleased eighth, seventh, won it twice, third and ninth. So every time he's qualified for it, other than 2016 and 2014, he's been at least top nine. So 14, he won the rookie of the year. Then 15, the he went seventh. 16, he was he was up and down. 24 starts after the the World Series hangover. You just don't know how to do your off season after pitching for an extra you know six weeks. Then he went eighth, win it, win it third. And then last year he only threw 92 innings. He got ninth. If I take the over here, that means he's high. He's higher than ninth in Cy Young voting. He's at least ninth, or or okay. he's in the top nine. It's like the over. I think it's it's kind of hinging on my game started poll there. Like if we don't, if we only get ten, then I don't even think he gets votes. But if we get fifteen to sixteen to the nineteen that Fangraphs projected, uh, I'm very optimistically taking Jacob Degrom as a top eight pitcher in the uh, in the NL right there. I think that's uh, not too far fetched to say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really young, talented starters coming up. This is a great era for baseball. Um, there's a lot of just really young talent coming in, but I'm still going to bet on Jacob DeGrom. I'm going to bet on, you know, what I want to see. I want to see him healthy. I want to see him log as many innings as he can. And if he does both of those things, he's going to be elite and that is top nine. So I'll take the over on there as well. We were eternal optimists this episode. I feel like Mets fans need to hear it. Mets fans breathe. Max Scherzer will be pitching the first week of the season. Jacob DeGrom will be back before you know it. And the Mets will be steering for a very competitive 2022 season that I'm feeling pretty good about. I, I'm with you. I think this is still a tough time for Mets fans because Jacob DeGrom is amazing. Uh, but still be optimistic. It's still fun. Opening day is right around the corner. A couple days. I mean, by the time this goes out, it's tomorrow. So, which is, that's pretty fun. Oh, that's We're in the future now. So guys, thank you for listening to the second to last player profile and projection. We have one more for you before it's all over and we get back into the regular season swing. I'm pretty sure you guys can deduce who it'll be tomorrow, but we'll see you guys tomorrow for one man, open- two eye colors. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a really good hint. If you can't get it <laughs> after that, then like, I don't, you might not be listening to the right podcast. I'm not going to lie. That's fact. Thank you guys for listening. Let's go Mets. We'll see you tomorrow for the last one.